Rye Smile Films presents The Neat. And now here are your hosts, Matt and Jesse. Welcome to The Neat. Today we will be discussing First Blood, starring Sylvester Stallone, Richard Crenna, and Brian Dennehy. Screenplay by Michael Kozol, William Sackheim, and Sylvester Stallone, and directed by Ted Kotcheff. Welcome to our Patreon-exclusive Neat episode. It's a a special, you know, just bonus episode. Every month you'll get a full-blown breakdown on a film that's separate from what we do on, on the weekly. And today, from 1982, as Poltergeist was from 1982, First Blood, the first iteration of the Rambo character. I kind of wonder, maybe we can talk about this a little later, if they had ever considered it to be just a one-off, um, until it makes money, of course. Sure. But uh, it kind of has that feel to it. It doesn't feel like, you know, there's like a lot of plans behind it other than like with the lead character. You know, you just mentioned that number again, 82. Mm -hmm. We talk about a period in film like 65 to 72 quite a bit as one that we both like. This year keeps coming up. It's a big year. Huge year. There's a lot of films just personally that I like from 82. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Wrath of Khan yet. Maybe that'll be an episode at some point in the future. That movie rocks, too. Or on Golden Pond. Okay. <laughs> no. Excellent. Uh, we hope you have a drink in front of you. Matt and I are having some more of the Garrison Brothers Honeydew style. This is a honey-infused bourbon. But like I've always pitched with this one, it doesn't like ruin or overpower the whiskey. It's a nice element added into it. So, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Before we head to the Pacific Northwest. Hmm. Mm. Smooth, sweet, subtly sweet. Agreed. Before we get started and get right into this thing, I wanted to just ask you up front, uh, what was your first exposure to Rambo? Was it this film? Was it one of the sequels? Was it the animated series that they made from this thing? Like, where, how do you come into this world? Yeah, it was this. Uh, this was my entrance. Okay. Uh, not in 1982, though. I was nine. Maybe. Oh, yeah. That is it. My dad saw it. Like, there's two films, this and Halloween, that I always give my dad credit to seeing before I was allowed to see coming from a divorced family with the weekends with my dad. It was quite the event to watch the local college basketball team on tape delay at 10 Mm -hmm. on Friday night. Mm -hmm. And then the other night would be movie night. And it's a pretty good good weekend. It was. I'm not sure if this was an HBO in rotation or if we rented it. That was, I was just going to ask, was this a blockbuster or something? I think it might've been a a rental. Mm -hmm. Um, but my dad had spoken about it for a few years. So I was probably in 1985 ish. And I think he finally felt that the R rating was not too much for us to digest. I had a little brother too. So we had to consider and that kind of slowed the process from time to time. Yeah. Looking back on it this time too, it's violent, but it's not that violent. It's not like gruesome violent. Not like Rambo part four, which... With the bodies hit the floor? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. He rips the guy's throat out with his bare hands. Yeah. um, Just kind of, just off the... To to kind of just ask on on top of that, I I remember just recollecting with with the 80s, that VHS, like when it first came out, like the tapes alone were like really expensive. Yeah. Was it the same for rentals or were the rentals still pretty reasonably priced where you could pick up a couple for the weekend? So funny story about that. Okay. Myself and a buddy rented, of all movies, Eight Men Out. Oh, baseball. John Sayles. Baseball film, John Cusack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is not a tease. I'm not teasing anything out here. I promise I'm not. (laughs) And we rented that for a couple $3 maybe. Depending on the night, it might even been 99 cents. I think Friday, Saturday, it certainly went up. But before then, it it didn't. 
99 cents was common unless it was a new release. Okay. He lost that tape. Uh-oh. It was a 99 cent rental. He lost that tape. And I think they rang him up for almost a hundred dollars oh, wow. to replace it. Whew, eight men out. Eek. That's more than the money that was gambled in that film. Probably. That <laughs> Black Sox lost. <laughs> so yeah, that's an anecdotal story about the cost of VHS rentals and the okay. tapes were super expensive, but no, like to buy them. But the actual cost for a rental itself was pretty minimal. Well, I've heard stories just on like other podcasts about like the rental days and, uh, there's some tapes that, you know, were pretty rare back then where they would, you would have to put it like leave a deposit or it was money or like collateral just to rent the tape because if yeah. it didn't come back in that situation, yep. what were they going to do? It would be out. But to, yeah, again, I don't remember if it was a rental or um, cable network TV kind of thing or cable TV thing, HBO, but I do remember that it was on late. Um, so actually, because it was on at 10 o'clock, that probably speaks to it being on cable TV. Now Excellent. I think about it. Excuse me. How about you? Kind of the same. It was this film, and it was uh, on cable, but edited, so it was AMC cable. But it was a weird kind of, it was me and my dad, and it was, I think it was middle school. But it was like AMC, like, got into, like, a rhythm with this new way of showing movies on, like, a Sunday night, and it was like a Mm pop-up factoid version, almost like pop-up video. Yep. And every, like... 30 seconds, you'd get, like, a new factoid about the movie. Oh, Stallone performed the cliff diver. The The water was freezing when he was, like, running in it. And Kirk Douglas was playing Troutman. What a weird way to watch the movie, you know what I mean? And Super that, distracting. That was my first way watching it. But it was so insightful that I always really liked this first entry into the franchise. We'll talk later, you know, how this film uh, ends pretty morose. Mm-hmm. Uh into what this series turned into, which was just guns blazing, uh, jungle swinging, John Rambo action. I mean, it's it's pretty crazy how different this first film is. Harrison Ford excluded. Mm. Is there a modern day actor that has as two iconic roles as different characters as Stallone does with Rocky yeah, probably, and Rambo? Probably not. Harrison Ford, I think, is different because that's Indy and, and Han Solo, right? But And there's something interesting about that, too, and we could talk about this here coming up, but much like Harrison Ford, I think Harrison Ford has Han and Indy. Jack Ryan. Yeah, Jack Ryan. I feel like Han could never be played by another actor, and we saw that fail mightily, whereas I feel Indiana Jones could, someone else could take that up and make it their own, so to speak. Hmm. And I kind of feel the same way with Stallone's characters. Like, I think... Uh, dare anybody step into Rocky's shoes. Oh my goodness. But I feel like someone could play John Rambo and like do new things with this franchise. Like, or even back in the day could have been Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, that's a very good fair statement. You're about right. Both of them, but enough chit chat as we'll chit chat more. But oh yeah, we never do that here. <laughs> let's jump right into this thing and our review breakdown of first blood. Away we go. That's me. That's uh, Danforth and Westmore, Bronson, Ortega. And there's Delmar right in the back. We had to put him in the back because he's so big. If he didn't, he'd, he'd take up the whole picture. Look how big he is. Delmar's gone. Uh, what time will he be back? He died. What? Died last summer. Died how? Cancer. Brought it back from man. All that orange stuff that spread it around. Cut him down to nothing. I could lift him off the sheet. 
we're starting out depressing already. <laughs> what I really like about the opening to, to First Blood and the introduction of the Rambo character is he actually walks into this town, and we've established this as Washington, the Pacific Northwest. He's on his way to Portland, and he wants to kind of reconnect with some buddies from uh, Vietnam, some ex-Green Berets, his old uh, colonel we learned he tried to contact, he can't find him. And he kind of walks into that town with like a smile on his face. He's like happy. He's like, it's a sight for sore eyes. It's a glimmer of my past. Then he goes to this woman and finds out that like his best friend over over in the war has just died a few months ago, a year ago from, I imagine, napalm exposure. Yeah. Uh, has died of cancer. And you just kind of see his demeanor just shift completely. And then it, it develops into the rest of the film that... And Rambo's past, as awful as it has been, has been his only solace and connection to the real world, civilian life. And now that's gone. So he turns into essentially Bill Bixby, the Incredible Hulk, a vagabond with no place in this world. I kind of find that a little sad, at least for him. It is really sad, and he's trying to put the pieces back together. And if you remove the music from that as the cue to somber, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can even pick it up in the audio. You don't need the visual in this. You can just listen to that. Yeah. There's a levity to his voice when he's going over the names of the people and even a slight joke with a stranger about we had to put this guy in the back because he's so big he mm-hmm. would have taken up the whole picture. Yeah. And then it turns, even without the music, on a dime and Stone, Stallone is able to drop his voice an octave and remove that levity or that gentle genuineness of just wanting to reconnect with a former friend to leaving the picture with that woman whatever inaudible thing he says as he heads off. And then as he passes by what I think is going to be a pit where they're going to build a fire later, he chucks another memory Mm -hmm. in there. If this man is on foot traversing across the globe Mm -hmm. to find an old Vietnam buddy, I think we get the idea that he maybe doesn't have a lot because he's not in a car. No way. But he does have, and you said it really well, Jesse, Mm -hmm. He does have a genuine, gentle, nice nature about him mm-hmm. and a happiness. Mm-hmm. He looks pretty good. He's clean shaven mostly. His hair's a little bit longer, but it's styled. Like he doesn't look like this ragamuffin, trashy, you know, getting clothes out of the trash heap to put on. Yeah. For, he's pretty well put together, although Spartan or maybe sparse. And man, it changes like this. Mm-hmm. But here's what's interesting to me. It's sad first Mm -hmm. before it becomes violent. Yeah. To hear the full bonus episode on First Blood, head to patreon.com slash rysmilefilms and join our single barrel tier to gain access to more bonus episodes, including exclusive watch-along commentary episodes. You may also access directly from the link in our show notes. So sign up so you don't miss out. Until next time, cheers.